You're listening to Berlin Psychoanalytic Podcast. This episode is part of our series on attachment theory. Adult Attachment with Dr. Alexander Dumitrievich. Mary Ainsworth described attachment patterns in children in the book that was published in 1978. And during the next decade, attachment patterns in adults were described for the first time. They were based on the work of a California-based linguist, Mary Main, who was a professor at University of Berkeley, and who developed an interview that adults would be invited to talk about their childhood attachment experiences and about how they see the consequences of their childhood attachment on how they live nowadays, how they raise their children, if they have children, and so on. And Mary Main devised a very complicated, very complex system of coding that, in the end, gives us, with very high reliability, the classification of this adult person's attachment system. It turns out that adults have four, can belong to one of the four different attachment patterns that are completely parallel to what happens with children. One of these attachment patterns is called autonomous and it is absolutely a parallel of the secure attachment pattern in children. It is very important to note that research finds about 55% of adults in the Western world, in Western Europe and North America, to belong to this pattern, which I assume is interesting given that children are between 65 and 70% in the secure pattern. Either our methodology for adults differs, and that produces uh, this discrepancy, or later experiences growing up is not easy in the Western world and about 10% of children suffer from some problems and move from secure to one of the insecure patterns. In adults also there are two insecure patterns with strategies, one called dismissive, another one called ambivalent or preoccupied, where persons either hyperactivate or hypoactivate attachment systems and they live their adult lives either completely focused on the issue of connection, friendships, love, relationships and so on. And these persons are the most frequent in our psychotherapy rooms. These are the persons motivated to come for six years, twice a week to talk about the inner life or they belong to the group that considers emotions, dreams, psychological life, personal history completely irrelevant, and they're focused on different topics that are usually very external, be it politics, sports, money, career, whatever. In most studies that I've seen, it is a huge prevalence of women in the former group and the huge prevalence of men in the latter group. Finally, there is a group that is very similar to the disorganized pattern in children, 
and we call it unresolved when it comes to trauma. Here we find people who were traumatized either because there was loss or abuse or some other horrible thing in their personal history and this trauma remained unresolved. There wasn't a mentalizing adult who was available and, and emotionally attuned who could help acknowledge and overcome these problems. When these patterns were described in the late 1980s, attachment theory became one of the most popular things in psychological research. Because finally, empirical research could connect the attachment world of adults with the attachment world of their children. The attachment world of adults as they're falling in love or not falling in love, as they get married, as they get divorced, and so on and so on. And the attachment world of adults with their IQ test results, with their professional choices, with whether they were religious or not, um, then attachment of children to the mother and to the father could be compared and contrasted and so on. What used to be speculation or clinical observation now could be turned into empirical research and we could see how things develop and how they flow, so to say, from one generation to the next. These studies were focused on clinical phenomena and it turned out, for instance, that in prisons one out of 60 imprisoned persons had secure attachment and 59 had insecure attachment patterns. And then attachment was applied to the study of various diagnostic categories. So persons with bipolar, with schizophrenia, with personality disorders and so on. And what can attachment tell us about them? So then attachment theory was applied to psychotherapy. For instance, whether all psychotherapists belong to the secure pattern and can serve as a model to their patients, whether persons who come to psychotherapy become to different patterns, whether they improve in psychotherapy related to their belonging to different patterns, and so on and so on. So over the last 30 years, attachment theory became possibly the most popular field of research in clinical psychology, in developmental psychology, in recent years in organizational psychology, and in many other disciplines. And several of our coming videos will be focused on the specific findings and possible applications of these research traditions. Thank you for listening. For more content, subscribe to our podcast or find us on our YouTube channel. Psychoanalysis should be free.